0: ceo don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about podgo section of your application now get ready for the rest of the episode
1: lads we are back with no technical yeah no technical difficulties at all not nothing none, or speech
0: none. difficulties
2: nothing, nothing nothing at all
1: nothing, no nothing no at not at all, all. We're, we're professionals all right. totally great no, totally how are you guys alex not bad not bad can't complain how are Good. you Good. I um, wish my mic didn't hate me. Daniel, yeah, how are sure. you?
0: Good. I'm pretty energized.
2: I had a solid walk before this. So I've been good.
1: Good. good. That's part of your pre show ritual, isn't it?
2: It is. It actually helps, especially when I work from home. Yeah. I, I need to get up for a bit. I'm happy for you. Thank you.
1: Okay. Guys, it's a new episode of the podcast. You know what that means. It's time for the hockey cards because everyone have their packs with them. I do, it.
0: but I think we have to start the show with something else. Okay. What? Sheldon Keith dyed his hair.
1: You? That's <laughs> right. You wanted to. <laughs> I, no. no. I can't right, believe you so, so, Daniel, last night mm-hmm. or, like us and Mike are watching the game over FaceTime, right? And I just kind of stop. I'm like, guys, you what's know, up? I'm like, is it me or did Sheldon Keith dye his hair? Because it looks like he did. He's all of a sudden got some color back like he's coaching the Marlies. I don't know what's happened, but he has definitely dyed his hair. Like Friedman. Yeah. Oh. <gasps> Seriously, look, look it up. I swear I swear he did.
0: I Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. But
2: Elliot Friedman or Sheldon Keefe? Both. Both?
1: Sheld- in this oh. case, Sheldon. But yeah, yeah Elliot, I can't see a guy who works that hard, that much stress. Those hours, that hair that he's losing, and there's no wisdom hair in there. I refuse to believe it.
0: Yeah. Okay, sorry. That's what I thought we wanted to start the show with today. I was
1: just so angry by my mic not working. <laughs> what
2: color is his hair? It's like I just think of gray now. What was? Like what is black-ish. it? like a black yeah, yeah. color. Okay.
1: There's still a, like a morsel of it. Well, there was only a morsel. Now he's just sort of put half the, the dye in there, but yeah, yeah. I don't know if he tried to make it. Up. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe the cameras in Philadelphia picked it up differently, but that—that that was me. <laughs> that was me. All right, time to do the hockey cards, guys. Yeah. Again, don't look at them. Okay. Open it. We're gonna reach for the middle card first. Okay. 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 So. I just um, ruffling. <laughs> well, it gets, sorry. Okay, my middle card is an uh, upside uh, down uh, Kale McCar. I have this exact same card already. What a start. Reminds me
2: of Sunny D. That
0: color, the orange.
1: I loved Sunny D when I was younger. I'll say that. Okay, go ahead, Alex. What's your first card?
0: Okay, my first card is, oh, uh, uh, gold Nathan McKinnon. I don't know what the gold means.
1: That's pretty cool. I think Daniel, you have the gold lark in last episode. Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: The pretty gold sick. etchings. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Okay. My collection. All
2: right. My middle card is. What is this? It is a a canvas. Artemi Panarin.
1: I really like those canvas cards, eh?
2: Man, yeah, feel nice.
1: Oh well, yeah. They do. They do. They do. Okay. Daniel, why don't you open your first normal player card and let us know who you got?
2: All right, I got, huh? Ah, John, John Gibson. Gibson.
1: Wow. Oh, you got hey. your guy. I'm I happy did. for you. I
2: love it. That's
1: that the fits. card you wanted.
2: It it was looks nice. He's good been, picture uh, they chose. He's been that's waiting. a good
1: one, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Congrats
2: to him, by the way, Player of the Week.
1: Really. Good for him. Good for him. Wow, that's a good vibe. he He's been doing a lot then. The Ducks aren't as awful as we thought they'd be. <laughs> Fair enough. Alex, go ahead. Who's your first card?
0: My first card is Nikolai Ehlers.
1: Hey, Mr. Nice. Uh, the Willie Nylander of the Jets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just For some reason, exactly. I don't know what's up with that, but they hate we they hate Ehlers for some reason. They just won't play him properly. Okay, my first player is upside down yet again. It's
2: Letang.
1: Chris Letang. Oh, I'll nice. take the French guy. I needed another defenseman. That's a huge pick. I love that. OK, Alex, your final yeah, my card. My final please. card is Ah oh,
0: Matthew Barzal. Oh. Woo. Yeah, the I rookie got... dude's pretty good, eh? What? So, <laughs> the rookie pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I got three centers.
1: Right, that, that's how you build a team. Go ahead, Daniel. Exactly. Who is your Right,
2: My final card is?
1: Yeah. Who is that? Tyler, Bertuzzi. Tyler Bertuzzi. Oh, he yeah. won't play for you because you live in Canada. But that's I know, yeah. <laughs>
2: but it's okay.
1: Okay, my final player is upside down yet again. Another man, they
0: an really accurate can, Zach Parise. Group that one up, guys. They that one up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what's funny? This is my second Zach Parise.
0: Oh my god! So
1: I, of of the three cards, I already have two of them. I'm pretty, nice. I'm pretty mad about that.
0: I I love those
2: cards where these guys are, they're the ones of the guys that signed late into the season. You knew these
1: cards
0: are already made or they, maybe they were.
1: I still think these are the last year ones. Probably
0: the Jack Eichel one. I understand. Like, listen, he's still on the Sabres, but like Zach Parise, like they bought him out in what in the summer. Yeah. Yes. I get, we didn't technically know where he was going, but like we all knew he was going to the Islanders. Like pretty much.
2: If they were gonna I always would love to see where you know um they used to do this before where there were those off-brand hockey cards that weren't like the they weren't the big guys and then you'd yeah. see these players with like it just says NHL on it.
1: Yeah. The thing, they man. should do
2: that. They should do that for free agent cards. They
0: I should. think
1: so. Well, yeah, because no, yeah, again, that's further proof that these are last year's cards because he's not an islander. Yeah,
0: exactly. it's just
1: it's just I I believe it. Okay. Well guys, um, the league is changing. The league is changing. Um, since last episode, a lot of stuff has happened. Um, we've heard from John Doe, Two's mother. Um, we've now seen a general manager step down from his position in Bob Murray. Um, even more stuff about Brad Aldridge. And sort of now, if there's an investigation with the PA, I think the Hockey Hall of Fame might need to be looking at themselves, too, for some stuff. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, the update on the Aaron Scaldi stuff. There's been a resolution there. There's a player on the block. But we're going to start with the most important stuff. Um, this, like a few other episodes, there's going to be a lot of focus on more real-world stuff, the more important hockey stuff. Um, we're going to try and talk about the Habs and the Leafs a little later. Uh, but unfortunately, it's just there, it's it, it's just, it, I don't mean it like, like the way I mean this. This might come across a little weird. But you know That stuff isn't nearly as important as some of the stuff that we need to talk about here. Um, yeah. And I say, unfortunately, is because it's just a shame that it seems like the the, the NHL and sort of the the skeletons and the claws that are starting to be brought out around here, um, and even further within the league. So first off, um, Rick West had had spoken to John to- Doe II's mother. That is the mother of the high school boy that Brad Aldridge uh, sexually assaulted, and he then served jail time for it. not nearly enough, um, but. Um, and of course, that is the guy who is alleging that the Blackhawks gave a letter of reference. We still don't know what's going on there, um, and it wasn't easy to listen to. It's for me, it was it was just as bad as Kyle Beach's interview because yes, you didn't hear from the victim themselves, but if you've ever sort of really wanted, or you didn't tell how it can affect a parent, what's a mother, um, it. it it's, again, warning that if you're going to go and, and listen to it, um, it's not easy. No. But um, it, I, credit to the, to the mother. Of course, they didn't name her anything because for obvious reasons, but she gave a lot of context into just sort of how it's affected John Doe too, the family too. Um, and I know I'm talking a bit through the setup here, but the reason I bring it up when we're starting with this is um, the league continued to handle this the wrong way. We know now that the league will not be providing or they will not be covering the price of counseling for John Doe 2s family and John Doe II himself. himself. Um, apparently, a league source or a representative in an email said they're going to leave it up to the Blackhawks. Um, and for those of you who don't remember, the Blackhawks, who they are trying to reach a settlement with, with Kyle Beach, but in court, they are trying to get John, the original Kyle Beach suit as well as the John Doe two suit thrown out of court, and they're giving it to the Blackhawks. Um, I don't think we can we can put more on besides adding to our previous conversations about it. it I think it's it, we need a shake up with the league. It's not just give your heads a shake. It's Batman and, and Daily need to go at this point. I don't know uh, what more there needs to be said, but
0: yeah, no, I it's just. Um... It was disappointing, obviously. Like first off, reminder: Rick West had reported uh, it's been less than a week, maybe, that multiple sponsors have quote put the NHL on notice to improve their response to this scandal. Like this, this was a thing that was said, um, and, and and I get that the league is not obligated to do anything, but this response just goes to show their lack of number one empathy and two, their lack of understanding of the seriousness of the situation that one of their teams put someone else to. They Mm -hmm. clearly lack the understanding that one of their, quote, glorious organizations, the ones that make them money, let this happen. And it bit them so hard in the ass that Brad Aldridge went on to have other victims, including a minor, Mm -hmm. which he was jailed for. Like, to me, how can you watch the same organization who swept this under the rug in 2010 and in 2021, let, and let them handle this. Like, I don't care if no one's there anymore from 2010 and I get, we can say, well, the warts is, and they didn't know, but I lo- I no longer have trust in the organization to do the, to do the right thing. Um, I I just want to read this one part to just get my point across from the general block report. Uh, This is, this is what it says quote on June 16th, 2010, the director of human resources met with Aldridge and offered him the option to undergo an investigation into what occurred with John Doe or to resign. Aldridge Mm -hmm. chose to resign and signed a separation agreement during the meeting. No investigation was conducted. Aldrich received a severance and a playoff bonus and continued to be paid a salary for several months. And then in 2021, this same organization when the league was made aware of the lawsuits, the Blackhawks said it was pretty much nothing and not to worry about it. Not only this, but the same organization that still has players that taunted Kyle beach after the fact did. and, And those guys did nothing. The leadership there, not only have I lost trust in this league, but this team and their players for years, for years, we were told that the amount of leaders and the leadership on that team that it has and each and everyone who stood idly by and did absolutely nothing, nothing, that's a true failure of leadership and it is pure cowardice because they chose their quote unquote normalcy over making, making sure a, a potential future teammate was okay. I'm not I'm genuinely not entirely sure how the league saw what happened and believes that this organization can properly handle it. Their lack of response and their clear lack of care of the situation, which was clearly evident by the that embarrassment of a press conference, is a clear sign to me that the NHL will always be the fourth best league in North America in every single aspect. That is all I have to say. Sorry. No,
1: no worries.
2: that was needed. Thanks, Alex.
1: Yeah. Well, freaking <laughs> take a drink of water. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was good. Um, I Daniel, it really just is another thing of it's the lead being like, ah, I don't want to take responsibility for this, even though isn't it just rich that the team that you forgot about, you, I kind of thought of as Alex was going here, uh, the team that every time there was an outdoor game or a big TV event, you're throwing the Blackhawks out there.
2: That's the thing I, I think about is when we think about the old boys club or we think about hockey culture or, you know, the good old days, I remember reading something recently where, and there's a pretty old quote, but I know a lot of people were using these as Twitter responses is that segment they got from Brett Hall about how he said, this is what we used to do, for example. And I guess the examples he did was like, we we used to go out after games Mm -hmm. and we used to go out drinking. We used to go to strip clubs. Mm -hmm. We used to do all these things. And then now he's like, oh, and suddenly everything's under a microscope. And I'm, that part is not quoted, but he, he mentioned it afterwards, where a lot of the movements of what the players are doing now is is tracked. But that's the thing. That's what you sign on to do. And I think that when he brings up this point, it's, it's something that I feel like is being protected in the league, is something that I feel that, you know, I'm not saying any other sport is, is perfect, but it's something that they're trying to open up to. They're trying to get rid of. And I feel like with the NHL, they're trying to maintain something that it's, it's confusing and mind boggling to me because it is something that what Alex said, that it's going to keep them as the fourth best league because it just refuses to grow. And it refuses to really kind of see what we mentioned of the writings on the wall where, yeah, we know now that from an outside perspective, we're seeing what people are saying about hockey culture. And then even huge sponsors are saying that, all right, listen, we're going to put you on watch because we don't like what you're doing. Like this is something that you, you really messed up with. And even now the NHL and the league is saying that, all right, you know, let's not actually make a statement or pry this open. Let's just shift the blame again and say, listen, we're the league. We're not the Chicago Blackhawks.
0: Just, just two quick things. I just want to stem off of stem off of what Daniel was saying there, and then that's it. Um, number one, the the thing with that Brett, and I, and I, I know exactly what Brett Hall quote you're talking about. I remember, I remember listening to it. It was on Hockey Central. The thing with that. Is what they're missing, the people who say that are not understanding, is no one's telling these guys not to go out and have fun. What we're trying, the, the point we're trying to get across, is that they are not invincible superheroes who have there, there can be no consequences. There is a line. If you cross it, then you have to pay the consequences. They can't be this imaginary, well, you know, they're athletes, so they get special treatment. That's not it. Number two. I said fourth, but if I'm being honest, I think there may be like sixth or seventh. I think Formula One is more popular in the United States. Formula One is more popular after Drive to Survive. Remember that, guys. And number two is UFC. Like, I think UFC is just more popular in in the US than hockey is. I can believe
2: it. I can actually friend this weekend because I actually had the chance to, at least from a fan perspective. You know see a race and actually watch ufc and right yeah you, you, you could feel it especially on social media
1: by the way um when it, it was brett hall i mean not either the shining beacon of morality are the halls to begin with um you know they're just or most of those old school hockey players aren't really the best you know people very few um so uh, yeah not a not a great example so I mentioned it earlier, um, a big sort of issue also here is is so Brad Aldrich, I think it was Ryan Rashog who, who had this or the first person I saw had it, have it um, that Aldrich was apparently given a second cup celebration. While, and this was while he was on probation after his jail time for what he did to John Doe too, for after he sexually assaulted him again, convicted, convicted sex offender was who was on probation afterwards after his jail sentence was given another day with the cup. Now, the Hall of Fame have claimed that no one knew. That is not a good enough answer. Uh, that is, the, again, another investigation into them is, is, do the Hall of Fame take the chance to follow up with their former? Like, you know, I, I always think of, like, how much pressure did it take them? And I, I know it, it was, like, like players like um How and that. It took a lot of pressure for them to can Alan Eagleson, right? hmm I just, I really wonder, like, just how much sort of negligence is going on in the Hall of Fame, especially because they were so freaking. It took so much for Aldridge's name to come off. Because it wasn't that long ago where they were claiming, ah, it's the NHL had to make the decision. Oh, we can't do it with the Cup without their consent, even though you're the Hall of Fame, not the NHL Hall of Fame. I, I just, no one knew. It's just not a good enough excuse. Like, how can you not simply, if he, I would assume he would have to request it, obviously. Yeah. And again, this also doesn't happen if the Hawks do their due diligence, by the way. How does that sneak in? Like, how did no one think to check that? Is it fair to say that
0: it's not a lot to ask? No, not at all. No. Not at all. Like, he was jailed. Like, he was in jail. Like, I don't, like, it was a crime. He was in jail for a crime. Like, am I be like, is that. Is that unrealistic of me to say? Well, maybe. Alex, like, Alex. I just I don't know.
1: You, you know, you know what they would say. What he wasn't a member of an NHL team at the time, doesn't count. That's what the so league, that he shouldn't the have the cup. I'm, hey, listen, I'm I don't know what the Hall of Fame are thinking. You know, they'll take the time to be like, oh, we got to make this freaking you know this the statue of a woman's hockey player. have it put a actual woman's hockey player on your damn statue? But we're not going to take the time. To double check who we're giving the Stanley Cup to. I I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And sorry, that's not me discriminating women's hockey by. It. I'm just saying, you know, like Kim St Pierre is about to go in the Hall of Fame, and like we have all these great women's hockey players, and but you won't even put one's face to be represent. That's just me though. Side thing. I there's a lot wrong with the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, again, like they, it feels like they don't really value some players outside of North America too. Um hi mcgillney and what he sort of did like i i feel like there needs to be something with the hall of fame to really look at themselves i don't know if they're like we're not going to worry about this right now because i think this weekend is the celebration for a ginless class
2: yeah, yeah. i ironically
1: i that's so oh god yeah yeah that's true i by the way wonder guys are people gonna have to are people gonna try and you know bodyguard, Taves, and that out of, out of the hall when all is said and done? Because let's be honest, they probably they shouldn't be in there, right? Like, uh, Quindo uh, shouldn't be. Kane and Taves, after what they said, probably shouldn't be in there.
2: The thing is, okay, like, I don't know, because I, I already know that those are the questions that are going to be thrown at Marion yeah. because when we look back on that team, even though he didn't wear an A, he's one of the veteran guys.
1: It's Marion Hosa. It's Marion Frickin' Hosa I'm pretty sure he must have won. No, did he ever win a Selkie? But that is one of the best players of all time after who had, had a well-established career by the time he got to Chicago. Marion yeah.
0: Hosa had 15 points in 22 games and he had 51 points. Or sorry, that's uh, playoff games. He had 51 points in 57 regular season games. He's a
1: hockey Hall of Famer. He, he is about he,
0: to go into the Hockey Hall of Fame.
1: He, he, if he knew... He, he which he it's not it's 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 very plausible that he did i like listen like quinville has no right to go in there right could you argue the players didn't have a we're not in that meeting sure but like let's not they ignore taunted him
0: years. yeah in training camp they taunted him
1: well hold on hold on hold on did, because I don't recall them naming specific No, players. they did it,
0: it'd, it'd Be careful, per, right? Okay, players taunted him, and mm. leaders stood by and did nothing.
2: Who were the ace? So it was Keith Seabrook.
1: It would have just been one. Of them. It would have been that group. It would have been, like, their same core players. Like, it, it doesn't.
2: Because, like, the guys who spoke up was, what, Brent Sopel and Nick Boyden, I believe?
1: Probably around there, but you know, but still you know what I mean right it's 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 those core group of guy like okay like so, like just to go back sorry like the point I'm trying to make is baseball like Barry Bonds and that, you know, there's always going to be worried about those greats because of you know, steroids, obviously, so if that's going to do it, I would think sexual assault is a lot more of an issue than that now like in sporting obviously you don't want to cheat but sexual assault goes beyond the game you know what I mean. Like, those guys, really, in their part, and not to mention, I think people are going to have a problem with Patrick Kane getting in for allegations in his past. So, that's all I'm saying. Oh, go
2: ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, no, just one thing I want to say for baseball, and this is something that I, again, like, I know it's a hockey podcast, but I just want to give credit to the MLB with this, is when there has been moments of sexual assault and domestic assault, the MLB has been one of the I guess one of the forefront of the leagues to actually punish players for that. Mm-hmm. So, like yeah, when it comes to like the steroids thing, like I'm not surprised as well because when people are gonna say that, okay, yeah, but you know, it was Kane and Taves. It was like these guys who really, in a way, were like they were up there in two thousand in the two thousand and tens. But at the same time, like when I look at baseball and I think about the steroids, or I think about these things that are coming out now where like we got to put our foot down on the sexual assaults on the domestic assaults it just you know that's a whole generation of stars that were there and they're not going to be in the hall of fame Mm
0: -hmm. personally i i would say none of them um but that's my personal belief and that's for like multiple reasons what i think is going to happen is I, I think there's going to be people who are going to argue Joel Quenville should not be in the Hockey Hall of Fame because an integral part of being a head coach beyond um, winning is leading your team. You are like the head leader of that locker room. You're beyond the captain. And you failed your one of your players immensely immensely you failed one of your players now what they're going to say about case tain keith and seabrook is well you get put into the hockey hall of fame based on the achievements you have now and and you're not you're you're not being inducted as a captain you're being inducted as a player and they're going to people are going to make the argument that that is separate from them being inducted i don't agree I, I personally don't agree, but I just – that is my guess as to what will happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Throwing it out there, just something thing – my person, what I think will happen is the players will probably get in, though there is no excuse as to why Bowman and Quinville should get in. Absolutely, right. no, no. 100%. Especially what those – the findings were. Bowman has the best chance of the two of them because he was compliant, but, like, the way he threw, like, Quinville out under the bus was, like, there's no way, absolutely no way that they uh, they should get in. Um, so, we know that apparently the NHL have put out memos to teams saying that if you see assault or anything, say something. Um, we don't have the exact memo they sent, but I would love to know the exact language. Like, if it is an internal thing or you tell us, that's what I would like to know. Because this Bob Murray stuff, I don't think the league ever really got involved, which is interesting. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what that is, Bob Murray has resigned as Ducks GM um, after being placed on administrative leave like earlier this week. And I think it would have been the day after is when he, he resigned. Yeah. yeah. Now, first off, we have been, we joke about Bob Murray all the time and the way he's been building the Ducks. That's completely separate from this um, for everyone knows. I know we, we constantly rip on him as a joke, but that is separate from this. Mm-hmm. So um, this is from Frank Saravelli. The allegations of mental warfare, repeated verbal abuse, and harassment of players and staff, plus intimidation tactics and temper tantrums that fostered a culture of fear in the organization. Um, We also know that apparently he'll enter an alcohol-related abuse program, uh, and Duck's ownership apparently will um, pay for it. Um, And that information, by the way, is from Emily Kaplan about him going into the program and that. It's another domino falling. First off, I think we should say if, you know, if he's entering this program, he has a problem. Mm -hmm. We hope that Bob Murray gets well. Um, You see Jim Montgomery has sort of reintegrated perfectly into assistant coaching. Hopefully Bob Murray can figure out those problems. Um, Put that to the side, though. This is a guy who has been in charge of the Ducks since, Daniel, tell me if I'm wrong.
2: 2007, 2008, when Brian Burke went to the Leafs.
1: Yeah. So that's over a decade of work.
2: But he's been there since oh five.
1: Yeah, that's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. And it, it, you know what I, I feel like in hockey, its it's weird, this language aka the intimidation tactics. It's not surprising to hear that in the sports environment. I'm not saying it's right. Obviously it's not, but I'm not surprised by this almost that not that Bob Murray was this, I'm not trying to slander him, but I'm not surprised that this sort of stuff is started to come out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
0: It it makes, um, it it makes sense that that's what's going on. I'm sure it's going on with different teams. It's just, again, a matter of a line, like these things happen but there is a line and you, if you cross it, you should face the consequences for it. And I think that is what's um, happening here. One thing I saw, I saw one account, uh, one Twitter account, and I don't remember which one it is. I mean, kind of making the owners out to be like saints here because they're paying for it and stuff, but he's been here for eight years. Like I, I get so yes, the NHL memo worked, right? I think Adam, you had we when we were talking about this, you had said, "Hey, at least the memo worked." But it's like, okay, so we didn't know that this was wrong for the last how many years? You know what I mean? Like yeah. credit for credit where credit is due, but there's still questions that should be asked. That he's been a general manager for 13 years, and it took a sexual assault cover up. And a memo for this to come out.
1: Yeah. I think that's um, fair. By the way, sorry, before we start you, Daniel, obviously, because you're, you're the Ducks guy here. Um, the, this is like the full Kaplan tweet about the memo. Uh, the NHL sent a memo after Blackhawks case and basically told teams if you know of any abuse, you must report it. Sounds like that led some in Ducks' organization to question Bob Murray's behavior. Some allegations may have been years old, but people feel more empowered to speak up now.
2: Yeah, like listen, I know like we we've joked about it quite a bit, and you know he for like a good portion of it he was a good GM and everything, but again we don't know how everything was going with the organization, and I know that it's it's the Ducks are not a big market, they don't have like a marquee guy they're gonna talk about with it right now. Like they're the only guy they have right now is Ryan Getzlaf, and he did have a solid response to it after. I believe it was the Canucks game Mm -hmm. and he mentioned how, you know, the game as what you've seen it before you see it 20 years ago, it's not the same. And, but at the same time, he acknowledged what needed to happen. And it's like, when someone says something, you have to listen to them. And that's what I like the, the, you know, there's credit for that, but again, it's, we don't know enough about what is going on with that. I know that, we just wish Bob Murray the best. And honestly, like, I, I don't know what else to say for this one, because it is, it is something that it did kind of, it, it was pretty jarring to me, mm-hmm. you know, in a sense, I think it's just because every day we have something that it's, it's coming out and it's just showing what's going on around the league. And for this, like, I, I don't know what else to say. Just, I really do wish Bob Murray the best.
1: And, and you probably mean this to you, but I know I asked directly about Murray, but you know, you have to think if, if like hockey is your dream job, right? And if you're in sports working for a team, that's the golden thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is he, like anyone he's affected to, you hope that he, it's great you take care of Bob Murray who may have this, this problem and obviously he probably does going into rehab and all that. Um, but you wanna make sure that these people who he has been abusing
0: mm-hmm. also
1: are taken care of. Yeah. Um, listen, there's a lot of different abuse in the world and verbal stuff like mental abuse and that is a very real thing. And you got to think if you're going to this great job, you work for an NHL team, one that for a long time is extremely competitive in that you're allowed to be part of it, and you just have a boss that just could be just constantly dressing you down, dressing you down, dressing you down. Um, and who do you report him to?
2: Yeah, you, um... you know how
1: how is a scout going to go to the owner and say this is what the, you know? There's we don't know, man.
2: It's history. something that um Ryan Clark of the Athletic wrote about. Mm-hmm. Is that for the longest time Bob Murray was the guy for the owners. I think the Somalis. Samuel, yes. Two I'm guys, sorry. yes yeah, Samuel's closer. Yeah, where they um for years. I remember when they they bought the ducks from Disney, and they kind of just distanced themselves from the media, and they let Brian Burke and then Bob Murray kind of deal with everything. And Bob Murray was really their guy. And mm-hmm. in his piece, Ryan Clark is saying now that there are a bunch of victims that were here. There are people that were affected by Bob Murray. And now is not the time and now is not the time to shift blame, to shift the blame or shift the responsibility on people in management. It's like now it's the time as the owners, as the longtime owners, for you to acknowledge that we have to help the people that have been affected by Bob Murray
1: you also just got to kind of look at like how far does it go like is his assistant done this is it like this through the coaching staff you know there's there's a, like people were joking around there's no like oh it's funny that's that's why maybe babcock worked so well when he was was oh, yeah. He Eric, right. yeah um but you know it's it's it everything is kind of making everyone question every little thing like when it comes to like people who come out of certain organizations, Alex, you
0: want to say something? Yeah, you brought something up there and I think it kind of ties both the Chicago stuff, the, this situation, as well as like the stuff that happened two years ago. And and I know it happened two years ago, but I I think based off that press conference clearly still prevalent. Um, The NHL really needs to find a way to create a system that allows people to phone this in to someone whether it like it's someone who's gonna do it because when gary bettman says well you know they can tell me anything i don't believe him i don't like you look at him and tell like i i I would not tell him a single thing i would not tell him the slightest of secrets of mine there's no
2: trust there yeah
0: no so they need to come up with a better system overall or a system to begin with where players, scouts, coaches, whoever, marketing departments can call in and and, and put these issues forward or else we're going to be stuck in the same situation. And it's going to be a vicious loop.
1: And it needs to be independent. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes.
0: That's the most important
1: yeah. thing. Yeah. Most important thing. Um, I'm just going to wait to read two quick things. One is going to be the duck statement. I'll start with that. Uh, following is a statement from Ducks owners Henry and Susan Cimelli. Uh First and foremost, we apologize on behalf of the organization to anyone affected by misconduct from Bob. We expect every member of our organization to be treated with respect and will not stand for abuse of any kind. Bob tendered his resignation this morning while also informing us of his decision to enter an alcohol abuse program. While we do not condone his conduct, we fully support his efforts to improve his physical and mental health by asking for help. We now begin a methodical extensive search for a permanent GM to lead us forward. We expect to complete this process no later than next summer. Um, And then this is from Bob Murray himself. Um, I want to apologize to anyone um, adversely affected by my behavior. I vow to make changes to my life, starting with enrolling in a treatment program. I want to thank the owners um, and Michael Schulman. As working for them has been the highlight of my career or one of the highlights of my career as I step away from the ducks I will focus my attention on where it should be improving my life for the betterment of my friends and family. Um, Two things I don't think Bob's statement was perfect, by the way there, um, but at least two things that were done very properly there or one thing. um, They both apologized. Stan Bowman did not do that to Kyle beach everyone, please remember so um, it's (laughs) not perfect but. The standards of apologies in this sport is um, in the sewers, I should say, but you know. Okay. Um, and just a last thing of the sort of of the sort of parade of just uh, crap, I could call it. Um, so apparently the Penguins and Aaron and Jared Scaldi in that whole lawsuit and that, apparently there's been a resolution. Everything is confidential like normally happens. I don't think they've quote unquote called it a settlement. Um, And I'm not going to take the risk with the legal terms. Um, We don't know exactly what's been going on, but the Penguins announced it was done. Um, There's not much there, so I guess not to speculate, but it already sounded like USA Hockey were pretty clear on going with Bill Guerin. This will probably ensure that he's going to be doing his thing and he'll be the GM of of USA Hockey. And I, I don't know, guys, I don't know what to say it it shouldn't be him even if like we don't know the results of these findings or anything here
2: mm-hmm.
1: we know that there was a victim who claimed this happened to her um and you always want to believe victims and sorry not her aaron scaldi you want to believe victims and all that survivors um at the same time though you could have gone with anyone else anyone else sorry. um yeah anything you guys want to add on the scaldi stuff or
0: um, there's not much for for me to add other than like again like there was that, that investigation and it lasted no longer than five days
1: yep it was quick yeah it, it was quick
0: and, and I just I don't know what investigation takes five days and
2: they didn't want anything to leak
1: no
0: that's all that's all I'll say yeah
1: yeah yeah well, yeah and Daniel, anything from you? Or
2: yeah, I've been following this one for a while. Like, especially it when it did come up, it was very parallel with what was going on with the Blackhawks. And I guess for this one, it's just I, I just I was hoping that there'd be more. I guess like reporting on what was going on for this one. Yeah. Because I really kind of felt that. With the Blackhawks, there were so many high profile names there that even if they tried to bury this, there was always something coming up for it, right? But for mm-hmm. this one, it 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 had more to do with, I guess, and I'm I don't wanna say lower level, but people that you normally you normally don't see in the spotlight.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And for this, it's just disappointing because now it's just yeah, they're reaching a settlement and we're not gonna disclose any more details.
1: Mm-hmm. Hi. I, I, great PR for USA Hockey. That's all I'll say. All right. Um, now it's a sharp turn into the hockey. Um, it's difficult, but it's one we have to do here. And, you know, the rest of the show should be fun. Should be a good time to talk about hockey. Um, and we're going to talk about something funny here because the avalanche, if they do what I think they're going to do, they're kind of dumb. Um, and that is um, from Mike Chambers, apparently, at the Denver Post. Um, I believe Sam Girard was the big piece in the efforts to get Jack Eichel here, and I still think Girard is going to be traded. I think the Abs want a forward for him, and they want to lose his five million dollar long-term cap hit. They were highly unhappy with Girard's play in the second-round series against Vegas. His turnovers. He didn't produce offensively. He was not good, and I think that's lingered into this season. And primarily, it's Bo Byram that has shown the Abs that he is better than Girard. Um, funny enough, uh, at a point yesterday, for some reason, Gerard left practice early. And on the second power play, Byram had his spot. Um, but he will be playing tonight, Byram. Uh, sorry, um, Gerard against Vancouver. Okay, so uh, if you look at Sam Gerard, for those of you who don't remember, Sam Gerard was a really big piece in the Duchesne trade. I think he was one of those, those pieces where you're like, oh, this is beautiful. I love this so much um it's hilarious that nashville gave him up um i'm just gonna get up his hockey DB stats he's a little like undersized but he's a great skater mm-hmm. um he's a left-handed defenseman he's offensive. he can get you like 30 points no problem right um yeah. and here's what i really like about sam Girard. he's from quebec oh my god <laughs> You I'm not know, saying. So, you
0: know, Mark Bergevin will be after him. like, look at what he did, the escapade he did this summer. Right.
1: It makes sense. Go get the French guy. Yeah. I just, for, before we sort of get to like speculation, yeah, I just yeah. don't get why you would trade that good of a player. Like he's, with, I think he's playing with Jack Johnson. No wonder he's going to look bad. No offense, Jack Johnson.
2: <laughs> well, they have both the Johnsons. I always forget. They do. They yeah.
1: Do. I,
0: I have a feeling this is a case of, um, well, He's not playing great right now and uh, he makes $5 million and we're right against the cap. Like that's what this screams to me because he makes $5 million for seven more years. He's 23 years old. Yes. I always forget
2: how young, because he did the 2016 draft. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like the thing for me is looking uh, at the defensemen they have, they have quite like, they have like four very good left-handed defensemen if I can count right. Right, Gerard, Taze, Byram, and then like Ryan Murray, where that's where you kind of drop off. But like he's a suitable left-handed yeah. defenseman. Um, I just wonder if that's the move, like if that's the move you want to make. I can't
1: because believe he's only twenty-three.
2: Yeah, because he made it right away. I know he played a few games for Nashville, and then he was also in the World Juniors, and then it's it's weird to me because I always kind of felt with that contract and I know he's not doing it as well it's just like that was a steal of a deal because like I thought yeah. that he was just going to keep getting better that you had him at 5 million dollars that you had these other younger guys and I think for me the big thing was okay you have Ryan Murray you don't have him for very long that's 2.5 million right there right and then you have Eric Johnson and I I don't have it up Alex but two how much years. is he making two more, two more years, years at 6 million this yeah, year yeah and else. like you you're not going to trade that but you could at least wait until
0: that expires d the- you say he can that he we thought he could get better he's 23 he could still get better like
1: (laughs) he's also good right now anyway yeah Yeah. he's just he's just good like he's the kind of defenseman you want in the game right now like think of that a guy who's going to be by the end of that contract it's going to be a steal is he just not like Shane Gossisbury you think like, it's just he's a no good give him the
2: shame with, 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 I think just...
1: just dude gospel has been good this year it was just Philly no because you know what screwed Goss's bear is the coach who knew how to play him left and yep. they brought in Elaine Vino who the player seemed to hate fair, and fair. coaches like he's a turtle that's always been the thing against Vino he's too defensively like minded yeah. so yeah. you bring in this amazing or he was already there this great there's a reason he played in the World Juniors and all that. Yeah, Segment yeah. Daniel doesn't know about coming up, by oh, the way. Yeah, We're yeah. going to test him up World Junior stuff. But you know what I mean? I just wonder if it's just he's an offensively talented, great defenseman, and I I think they're dumb. Yeah. By the way, Daniel, you mentioned how Eric Johnson's two more years. He expires the same time as McKinnon. So just give that money to McKinnon and keep the good defenseman you have. What are you they, doing?
0: They I have a, have a question. Oh, yeah. Go
2: ahead. It's just – because, you know, we were talking about Sam Girard for so long and how good he was and how he's a future piece.
1: He still is of good. Of the Avs.
2: Yeah, yeah. The thing is, he's good. I, I don't know, like, did it, was it the usage that was affected this year? Was it, like, because, like, Bowen Byram's getting better, but at the same time, like, Devon Taves, like, it's just, it just with Colorado, it's just kind of, like, for me, it's just, they had these crazy deals that they did, but it just, are they just overstacking things to a point now that you're not using players properly?
1: I don't know why cap is an issue when Nathan McKinnon is going to take less. As he claims. I don't
2: know. Like, was it necessary to get Devon Taves?
1: Um, No, but you, here's the thing. It, it doesn't matter. You're it, good no, if doesn't. you keep both of them.
0: They also and, have...
1: Sorry, go. No, it just, it just doesn't make sense because, again, Eric Johnson's money goes to McKinnon it's right. not a problem. So... Like,
0: They have a boatload of money next year.
1: Does it help them keep Kadri, like Burakovsky? Sure. But
0: what are you doing? They have $25 million in cap space. They have to then re-sign Fransuz, Nishushkin, Nishushkin, Kemper, uh, and Burakovsky and Kadri, which Mm -hmm. are a lot. Like, that's a lot of guys you got to re-sign. If you elect to bring back all of them yeah um but i just i think if you're so concerned about cap space there are a couple guys that you know what maybe i'd rather trade them than sam gerrard like one guy that stands out to me personally jt comfort 26 years old he's not horrible he's a good na like he's a good usable nhl player but he makes three and a half million dollars.
1: So like, think of it like this. 20 million gets you Perkovsky and Kajit, right? Like that's not a problem, right?
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: So, so okay, McKinnon, again, that's not a problem because Eric Johnson gets his money. Okay, that's that's because that's what you worry about McKinnon, right? So he, he'll be locked up. Eric Johnson, goodbye. Sorry to see you. Yeah. Okay, so that's taking care of you, McKinnon. Landis God is locked up. Ratanen is locked, locked up for four up. more years as well. So your core is set. McCar is also extended. Devon Taves has a few more years. That might be a bit tight, but your window to win is right now. Your window to win is before McKinnon's contract is up anyway. So not to mention, if you see that he's being taken off, off of practice and it's not public knowledge, you want to get rid of him. And again, playing him on the third pairing with Jack Johnson, the value all of a sudden has just ticked. So trade them later. Again, it's just don't trade young defensemen before they're ready when they have much talent. You don't just, you just get rid of them. Or just don't trade them at all. Yeah. Exactly. Learn
2: from he, Nashville.
1: Leave it yeah. alone. Yeah, stop yeah. trading your star defensemen. Like, honestly, they, they could still have Jones. And I know Jones isn't great, but like Jones in their system, Jones not a natural place, maybe he'd still be good.
0: Well, they needed a number one center.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, Matthew Duchesne's all right. I'm no, it was um,
0: uh, it was
2: Ryan Johansson, right?
1: I know, I bet it did. Uh, yeah, that's a joke. Yeah, <laughs> yo, Duchesne, I was telling Alex, like 10 points in 12 games off to a hot start. I'll tell you,
2: isn't it crazy? At one point, they had Matthew Shane, Ryan Johansson, and Kyle Turris,
1: yeah. Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, yeah, to- oh, no, 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 on uh, on, Nashville.
2: Nashville. on Nashville, but oh, yeah, Nashville. Nashville. in Colorado, Nashville. yeah, you're right, too. It was just Duchesne. McKinnon,
1: O'Reilly, yeah, Stasny, yeah. O'Reilly. It's also funny how Nashville all those centers sucked. I think Benita was the best one. You're like, how?
2: Yeah. They have Luke Kunin, oh, so it's okay. What? They have Luke Kunin now. They traded sure. Bonino for
1: it. into an 88 in NHL. Alex, do you, do you want to do this game with Daniel?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: So Alex and I were talking last night. And we're like, how much does, does Daniel really know about the world juniors? So mm-hmm. Alex went through some old names and just pulled them out. At first, we thought about Tyler Steenberg, but I I, I think he had a gold medal-winning goal. Yeah, he did. So I was like, Daniel will know that. I think it was against Sweden.
2: Yeah, that
1: exactly. was when was like the, they're like, like, this is here.
2: the 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 blue-collar team. Stam Steele was the first-line center.
1: Yeah, that was the Hey Hey Baby goal song. Yeah, I yeah. remember that was a great team. Um, anyway, so Alex, go ahead, and we're gonna see Daniel's extent knowledge to see if he knows.
2: I'm so nervous. Mm-hmm. I might, I might, yeah. I might say the wrong uh, things.
1: Okay, what so years? if
0: you could tell us what years he played, they played on the uh, on the World Juniors. Is that what we're okay. gonna do, Adam? Sounds good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. First one, Joel Hofer.
2: Oh, Joel Hofer. So he won the gold medal. So that was two thousand uh, I'm going to say 2018, 2019, because that was the, or, yeah, because that was the, no, 20, wait, wait, no, wait, wait. so this past one was 2021, so they won in 2020, and he was the goalie because that was Alexis Lafreniere, and Barrett Hayden was the captain.
1: Lafreniere.
2: Lafreniere. Lafreniere. Yeah, it,
0: it, it was the 1920 season. Is when he went to the world, yeah, because
2: he replaced um Nico does.
1: Okay,
0: off okay, to a wow. good start. Wow, um, okay, I will get you the next name Colton Point.
2: Oh, um, he was, I remember, um, Colton Point, they didn't win that year, but because I always get him and Connor Ingram confused. Because Conor Graham was with Carter Hart and Colton Point was 2017.
0: So it says 2017 18, but it's technically 18, is it not? Isn't that how it works? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it starts um, in 2017, but it goes into the new year. So I think they count it as 2018. Okay. So
1: thank- he, did. he won gold in 2018. He played one game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He the okay. a shout out. Yeah. Okay, so you're two for two. We'll take that.
0: Okay. <laughs> Mason McDonald.
2: Oh, um, that was – I remember that year because that was the – Braden Point was the captain. That was when Mitch Marner and Travis Dermott were on the team.
0: Okay, which year was it?
2: That was 2000. And that was, like, considered one of the worst teams. Um, That was – that was when, like, okay, fun fact for that year. They want – everybody was a captain who was chosen for that team. Oh wow. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was because That was two thousand sixteen.
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, yeah, they placed six. Like,
2: wow. Yeah, they, That was a that was a really bad deal. That was bad. um. Well, I don't like saying his name now, but I just remember that everyone was disappointed in Jake Vertanen because he was one of the returning players from the gold medal team, and then he just was
0: terrible.
1: Continued to disappoint his entire career, and now he's in Russia because he's a scumbag. Anyway, uh, who's next?
0: Okay. Um, Dylan Hetherington. Oh. Um,
2: so, I probably I know he was drafted in 2013. Um, he went to the... Blue Jackets, I believe, because that was the pick traded for Tristan Jari. Um, thinking what played 2014? No. no, I got that one wrong.
0: 2015. 15, but you got okay. everything else right. to you <laughs> 2013 and by the Blue Jackets. Um, next name, Jake Patterson.
2: Oh, I remember he never played. He was the third goalie. Remember that that was 2000. That was the lockout year. That was when Ryan Hopkins was the captain because that was when they started having three goalies.
0: So, yeah, he was there. He didn't play a single game. The lockout It was
2: Malcolm Subban and Jordan Bimington.
0: Sure. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) sure. Yeah, I believe you. And they clearly, I believe you. Um, they placed fourth that year. Uh, and then he also was Ooh. on the team the year after. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anthony Camara. Oh, that was... <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> 2000 and... Oh, man. Um, that was the year Mark Vizantine was on the team. I remember that. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, where was I in life at the time? Um, That was 2000 and... Was he on that team? He's I remember we right? got a suspension that because he like speared someone. Um it was remember him and there's okay, there's three, so before I say it, three guys that I remember always got they got suspend. they got suspended for one game for spearing people. So the three players was Anthony <laughs> Kamara, Boone Jenner, and
1: Yeah, but what, what year did did Kamara play though, Daniel? We need to know. That
2: was 2000... 2012
0: um, uh 2013 13 oh i got that wrong because i know he's
2: drafted 2011
0: uh, yes okay we're almost done jc leapon that was that was Lippon. 2000
2: that was 2013 i remember that was the lockout one i think because he was he was the only undrafted player when that team was super stacked
1: yeah. Alex and I were trying to figure out how to say his name, and you got
2: it right. Yeah, JC Lippon, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay,
2: I just remember Gordon Miller said it so well that I always remember it like that because <laughs> he was not drafted in his original draft year, and then the Rural juniors helped him get drafted by the Jets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, three more names: uh, Quinton Howden.
2: Oh, he played 2011 because he was drafted 2000. Because I actually saw him play. Because um, that real juniors was in Toronto and Montreal. So, in the round robin, I actually got the same play against Sweden.
0: Yeah, he played in 2011 and 2012. It's okay. like
1: two okay. minutes in and Montreal already losing. God damn oh, it.
0: Oh, nice. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, I hate, it. I hate it. Curtis Hamilton.
2: Oh, that one has to be. Wait, no, that's a trick question. Because
0: it's not a trick question.
2: No, no, no. I mean, like, because I, I, because I'm like, no, that's Freddie Hamilton. That's the because him and Dougie played on the same real junior team together.
0: Okay, I didn't know um... that. Oh, I didn't
2: know that either. Yeah, apparently. Okay, this is a rumor. Okay, I'll go back to Curtis. Alba. That was a rumor that apparently that's why Dougie wanted to leave Calgary because like they placed his brother on like waivers or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Curtis Hamilton. But I'm gonna get this one wrong. Is that one, two thousand and eight?
0: No, it is two thousand and eleven.
2: Oh, okay.
0: He Thought was on one, the U huh? uh in two thousand and eight. Okay, okay, okay. Last one, um, Olivier Wa.
2: Oh, that's uh, that one's two thousand and.
1: Can you tell me about Olivier Waugh? Or is
2: it just probably Olivier? Olivier? He was drafted by the Oilers, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: was he a goalie?
2: Yeah. yeah. He was a goalie. He
1: was. Oh, okay. I
2: see what you Um you're Okay, wait. He played 2000 2011-2012.
0: Uh, 2010-2011, but yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Because I remember he was he was the goalie with Mark Visentin the first year. Okay. And then he lost to Sweden in the shootout, and then they're like, okay, you're gone.
1: You know he plays right. for the Panthers, right? Olivier Waugh? Yeah. The Augsburg He's... Panthers in the uh, Ah, <laughs> there.
2: I'm like, oh, yeah, I thought he was gone.
1: No. I am so impressed
0: that you were able to – like, you knew all the players. Like, whether you knew the year or not, you knew the player.
1: Yeah, I it's just... remember Colton Point, and that's it.
0: I don't remember, like the only one I knew was Dylan Hetherington. And that's because he was always like a top four, top 60 in NHL. And I just pick him up for my AHL team.
2: I think it's just, I don't know. It's just the root of my fandom for hockey. Cause I started watching the real juniors when I was really little. Right. Yeah. yeah. And my first year, like what I was in senior kindergarten or something and i'm like oh mark country flurry
1: i'm a big fan of him and then he gave up that goal and you're like oh no anyway okay I,
2: okay no i have okay before we move on funny story about that you know how because yeah. that game was in europe right so it was earlier in the day so you couldn't watch it i was in school so we were listening to it on the radio and then i think i'm like oh canada's winning 3-1 no way they're losing this and then my french teacher was really mean and she's like no like we're not doing that for they are actually doing a lesson you're not listening to the gold medal game
1: she's the reason they lost
2: so he turned it off and then when i got home my dad's like yeah they lost 4-3 I'm like what no they were winning
1: that's when you realize that no lead is safe that's okay. when
2: i um okay <laughs> one last thing that was probably and this probably happened many times in my childhood I felt a loss of innocence. When I thought flurry. when I realized Canada could lose in international tournaments.
1: Mine was the year Troy Terry crossed our hopes and dreams. Coach Spire, good guy. Him uh, and Trevor
2: Zegras. I'm like, can I like these guys?
1: Yo, Zgras was that <laughs> no. year was so good. Last year was was so great. It was just rooting for Caulfield and Zgras just being like, Yeah, they yeah, this team—they've just been beating up on bad teams the whole time, and they won, and they brought the garbage bin out, and it was yeah. like, ah, oh, it's a barrel uh, we're jumping yeah. over. No, it's not, Trevor. You're calling me new gar- Trevor.
2: Hilarious. If he weren't on the Ducks,
1: he's the reason that Coffey's not having, didn't have a good start of the year. Besides, you know, the bad usage. It was because he's like, yeah, hey, he's gonna score 40 goals, and it didn't happen. Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> I hate Dom Duscharm so much. Um, anyway, everything's going well for the Leafs. Bit of a snag against the Kings because of the Dino effect. And obviously because they played every Leafs legend known to mankind. Okay. So listen, because we're running out of time. So we're going to quickly go over the Haps and Leafs here. I know everything's going really well in Toronto right now. And it's all the thing of, when uh, of the big guys are scoring. The big guys are scoring. It's lovely, isn't it? I love to see it. Not really because I don't cheer for them. But, you know, it's cool, right? It's very nice. Yeah. I'm a little concerned about one thing
0: if you say are you going to say lack of depth scoring cuz i i don't know if i can have this conversation i'm so exhausted least- i just
1: see it and i'm like okay that's cool but you're not going to win in the playoffs with four people scoring a goal no you're you know what not. I mean?
0: no i fully get that it's just like two weeks ago we were talking about how the depth scoring was the only thing keeping this team afloat so like i have trouble <laughs> saying when the thank play- you, thank you. And Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes, of course, Jack Campbell. Um, It was just it was tough for me to now have the uh, talk about, you know, the scoring, like lack of depth scoring. I'm like, I'm sure that's going to come back. Like, it's just ups and downs. Like, yes, it's a concern, I guess. But like they're winning with the exception of that L.A. game. I just I don't know if it's as much a concern for shout out
2: Andre Kasha.
0: First yeah, all. yeah, 100, I mean, 100
1: he, uh, 100 points.
0: He, he's looked good, I gotta say. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Redemption he's on a year, deal. yeah,
1: yeah, redemption. He'll, he'll year. get like a he'll leave and sign with too, too much money in Ottawa next no, year. No, no,
0: uh, he's an RFA. He's an RFA.
1: Oh, really?
0: Our Ar- brights, yeah.
1: How the hell is he? Oh, Arbrights, get I,
2: out of here. I, I already knew that that was gonna happen. We mentioned it in the summer where there's gonna be a back and forth between. Nick Ritchie and Andre Kasha.
1: What does Ritchie have? Like an assist? Yeah, no. Ritchie's not.
0: Like, don't put him in the top six again. Yeah. It's such a heavy
2: fourth line with Jason Spezza when they do that. I'm more than okay with it. Pretty. Okay. So for a team that I know that they're on a budget, that's an expensive fourth line when they have Wayne Simmons and Nick Ritchie together.
1: I guess that's Wayne a good Simmons
0: point. makes 900, I, doesn't he? 900. Oh, yeah,
2: it's not yeah, the it's not one and a half, no one and a half anymore. My apologies.
1: Yeah. I get really concerned when I'm like, the Leafs are gonna have to add some depth to the deadline if they want to like go for it, right? But I'm like, yeah. how the hell did he do that without trading Kerfoot? Who's like, good, you know what I mean? Remember last year when we did oh, our gosh. trade things, and it was like every trade we were making was and Kerfoot's in it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the and yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna find out. We're gonna revisit gonna my Ricard Raquel trade. Maybe I just probably not.
1: Listen, um, I can't make super trades every other year, guys. This is gonna be it was difficult enough.
2: No, we're gonna go all hey, in well, with the listen, super trades I, again for the predictions. I know,
0: I know it was a super trade, but Jack Eichel did end up on the Golden Knights. Yeah, you, got you got that let's one right. let here. I'm we start like you started that. It was on this show. Yes, it was. Okay. So you're welcome, Vegas. Maybe if
1: you had done that, maybe you would have beaten Montreal. Probably not because you suck, but anyway.
0: (laughs) By the way,
2: I loved his suit, by the way, Uh, Jack Eichel, when he was at the Vegas game.
1: He is loving a Golden Knight, eh? Good for him. I'd imagine. (laughs) It pretty (laughs) nice.
0: Better than whatever it was before.
1: I mean, yeah, not having a good neck. Anyway, having his surgery tomorrow, I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah. Wishing Um, him the best.
1: Well yeah, we oh, yeah. are the recovery. Yeah. Defy all logic. Come back to the Olympics somehow. If I'm hockey if I'm USA hockey, I'm making a spot just in case. Yeah. Who the hell who else am I gonna give it to? Brian Rust? Get out. Brian maybe. Rust. Maybe. Cool You're not yeah. gonna win anyway because Canada's super stacked, but they, you know, exactly. Maybe you'll beat Russia. You still They have no centers.
0: <laughs> well, no, they're not Russia. They're the Olympic athletes of Russia. I, just, I remember
2: I mean. um predictions for them and They have like out of I guess necessity, Vladimir Teresenko is playing center. Yeah,
1: at least he's good
0: again. Because Evgeny Kuznetsov cannot play.
2: Yeah, and I don't know any other Russian centers.
1: Do hey, listen, Kovalchuk's gonna figure out. (laughs) I know
0: one, (laughs) Vadim Shupachev.
1: Yeah, Um, he'll be there. Number eighty-seven. Stop. (laughs) Scumbag. Stop. Who wears that
0: eighty-seven? I'm done with that number for now.
1: Okay. I like David Singh Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I'm biased I had him as a writing coach listen when you are taught by someone it was the feature he obviously on Mike Babcock when you're taught someone by someone who does features for a living and he teaches you how to make a feature listen David Singh in that article did not say Mike Babcock deserves a chance what David Singh did was he got quotes from the family from players and he he did a very good job of explaining what it's like to from a player's point of view be coached by babcock they talked to some of the younger players on that team there was some of the good stuff there was even some listen all i'm saying is nothing is going to be in that bat feature for nothing and stop giving david sing a part-time because it's a great article listen it, it, yeah i just i need i need people to really understand what he was writing there because he wasn't just going all the way, you know, to Saskatchewan or whatever. David Singh is not an idiot. And people need to understand. And please absolutely read the article because, you know, half the people who reacted to that didn't. I'm biased, obviously. But, like, listen, I've read it twice. I read it again before we, we started the show. It's, it, it isn't just saying bring Babcock in. You can say don't give him a boy. No, we give people voices in this country. Like, we're not about that kind of stuff. But lay off of David Singh. I know what he was doing the article. If you've read it, you knew what he was doing too. I'm not saying it was nefarious or anything, but he did a very good job of laying everything on the table. He mentioned the Marner stuff in that, and he showed exactly what my Babcock's attitude still is. And that's what's important. Yeah, I just, I
0: think it was, it was a lose-lose situation. If you didn't include the Marner stuff, you were going to get backlash. If you included the Marner stuff, you were going to get backlash. Like to me, all that proved is Mike Babcock hasn't changed. Yeah, like, that, that's the, that's the main issue is, is that he hasn't changed. And I think mi- personally, my issue was, is mixing the two together. Like it, it, it wasn't overall. I, I don't know. I don't know how you would have done it differently. It's just, I think mixing how he coaches in in Saskatchewan and mixing the incident with Mitch Marner and Johan Franzen. I, I just think it was a tough read from that per for, I, from that perspective, it was a tough read to watch the to read the stuff about him coaching in Saskatchewan and all the crappy things he did in the NHL. That's what my biggest peeve was about it
1: you know what's what's funny obviously like the university hockey scene is it's uh, just recently started um yeah the Huskies I and mean, they haven't lost their first four games I think David mentioned in, in the article um which means obviously like I, I don't know the exact timeline when he went to Saskatchewan but I don't think it's a coincidence the timing that came out and I think showing that Babcock is sort of source of, sort of like the stuff I did do that I should be apologizing for I, I think I think it was a good thing to have Ben Chirot scored again. How funny is that? Um, I I think it was, it was, I think it's, it's very good. He did the article, regardless of of how you feel like he did this part and this part together, because it should remind the public that even if it's like, oh, he hasn't changed, you know, he hasn't. And I think it's important to put that out there because it will also remind, because you know what? A lot of, a lot of reporters have gone quiet with the Chicago stuff, haven't they? they have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the big guys have um so I think what David has done whether he meant to or not um and I'm not saying just because he taught me I talked to David saying every day Like that's a sports net feature writer great guy um but like I'm just saying like what he has done without knowing it or not has reminded people of what he's done um not to mention again the organizations and you know You know you know he's he's a hockey Canada type guy I feel like it's going to remind people what he did, and if he hasn't changed. And that will stick in people's mind, not to mention, I don't know if you guys noticed in the article, but he mentioned how he was almost up for that the Washington job before Laviolette got it. yeah. Yeah. So it's a reminder of like guys he's still trying to dig in but with everything with the Chicago stuff in this timing, people are going to see that because it's a Toronto outlet it's going to get more attention, which is a good thing. And people should again be reminded of Mike Babcock and why he shouldn't be in the league anymore. So, listen, he's there till I think March. Babcock makes very clear a few times in the article because yeah. he was and supposed
0: we'll to. He was supposed to be there last year. Last year was supposed to be that one year, I think. Oh yeah, and obviously canceled. He was obviously, sports. the entire season was canceled. So I guess yeah. he they pushed
1: that. Fair enough, but you know, just he shouldn't be there. Shouldn't be there anyway. And listen, and altogether, it was a it was a good article by David. Yeah. No, know. no, yeah, it was, yeah, it, was
0: great. it was. I'm yeah. not denying that. It was just oh
1: yeah. Sorry, I'm not saying you are, it's just like it was a good article. Yeah. I like
2: what you said, Alex, where it was a lose-lose situation because again, like as an informed reader, you wanna you know, you you wanna see okay, like, hey, what's the update on all of this? But at the same time too, it's just when you kind of try to address to what has happened before. There's still going to be people saying like, "Hey, okay, why do you have to bring this up again?" Or it's just you know, this is nothing new.
0: You know what I think? A lot turned a lot of people off, not from the article, but from the past. I think a lot of people watched that Christine Simpson interview, yeah, and had mm. the exact same reaction as Elliot, which was <laughs> that was rough. Um, and, the and I,
1: LeBron interview too,
0: and, and and the Pierre Lebron interview, but I, and I just personally, and this is my belief but I'm not, I'm not as aggressive as other people. I, I just, I don't want to hear from him anymore. Like unless he has something different to say, I just personally don't care, but that's my, mm-hmm. that's just me. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Let's um, be a
0: book on this. There will be one day. Hopefully. I, yeah. I hope so. The 2015 to 2021 Leafs, or whatever. maybe you write it, Alex.
1: Or, or you probably get like you do the Shannon Plan series, yeah, yeah, and he gets a significant part in that. I don't know, they think you do that. Maybe, um, maybe
0: Daniel Alex, maybe. take
2: notes. I believe
0: in I you, am.
1: maybe. Yeah, well, checking in on the Habs now, and uh, with Ben Sharot going tonight, he is now tied with Mike Hoffman for the most goals on the team with four.
0: Congrats, oh, bad. No. Uh, Sorry, Ben Sharot has four goals. Uh, <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: which is, correctly? which is good for him, eh?
2: The all-star, yeah. all-star, first all-star team pairing, Ben Chirot.
1: I just want, well, I, I know Goss he's a play, but have some respect for the fact that this team has Carey Price on before you put Ben Chirot in the all-star. Get out of here. Stop <laughs> it, you. His career high in goals is nine. Yeah, I just
0: went to uh, his that. first
1: year in Montreal. Wow. He has, well, he has offensively had his best years as a half. Good for him. This is already this season. Is his second highest goal scoring in his NHL career so far? That wow. is hilarious. Wow. Ben Chirot, the sniper. What a frustrating player.
2: Noted sniper, Ben Chirot.
1: Yeah, man. Big Ben with the equalizer. Man, it was just an ugly, like, I don't even know what. Oh, he pinched. It was a decent guard. Suzuki <laughs> had the assist, by the way. Great year. What's going on with, with the Habs? I mean, you know, apparently they're interested in uh, Krapsov. Saravelli um, reported that both uh, them and the Sens. That'd be pretty cool, I wouldn't lie. Especially, there was a report, I think it was from Andy Strickland, that if there were two defensemen that the Rangers were targeting, one would have been, um, why well, can't I remember his name? He is, used to be in Carolina, I think. He is currently on the Blackhawks. DeHaan, Calvin oh, Um And the other the other was Ben Chirot. So if there's a trade... And somehow the house can get crafts off, and Ben Chirac goes the other way. I will, I will not let Mike. Mike's coming on the show to react to that. I want you to know that, guys.
0: Um. Besides that, can I just uh, say I, I don't know that. I guess you get rid of Ben Chirac. I guess I just I don't know how much that fixes anything. First off, you're like from what I hear, we they need a center, and again, like the wingers are there's plenty of wingers like your future goal is in the is currently in the ahl so he's gonna come back up if kratsov is gonna play in the bottom six we're just gonna end up in the it's the same situation it feels like we're just gonna end up in a similar situation down the line
1: yeah well don't forget he didn't want to report to the rangers ahl but he would report right. somewhere else like listen all i'm saying is you get a young player with a lot of skill that they they don't want to like listen you're still pulling up a player that has clearly been mishandled by another organization correct and i think they need to trade a d because again, when Edmondson comes back, there's a logjam there, and I don't want to see one of Weidman or Niku or Romanov pay the price or Kulak. So, and again, they have too many of those D's, and you know, I'm just saying, like if they, if it's a round to be done, where there's smoke, there's fire. I would, like, man, I mean, I'd sure. take a chance on. him. He's a top ten player with lots of skill, right? So that's what I'm saying. I don't say he's going like, to come in and be like, ah, doobity do. No, I... um, but we'll see especially too if Norlander plays well and he's up with the team and he's finally healthy or, you know, if he ends up going to Frolander, who knows. But um, beside that with the Habs, uh, they lost to LA in no time. It was an honest loss. What's new? Jake Allen looks tired, but a surprise. Um, Phil Deneau was booed. got his applause, but it was booed, but a surprise. Uh, what's important to talk about with Montreal, though, and the reason we're passing there is because there's just – we've been going for a while now. Um, the big thing is uh, Carey Price. Released a statement, um, saying that he went into the assistance program for substance use, um, as well as he also cited mental health uh, was a big thing for him, and he had been in the bad place for a couple of years. Um, it was another thing of uh, I put on my Instagram story. You know, it's very difficult to explain how inspirational it is. And listen, I am not someone who loves putting that mopey, sappy stuff on. You guys know me. I'm not about that. So when I say this, I mean it. Um, it's very difficult for me personally to explain what it means to see a guy like Kerry Price explain what's up with him. Um, you know, he obviously didn't go into too much detail, nor does he have to, nor should he be expected to. He asked if he'd still be given space by the fans, the media, guys like Gary Gangles have been like, that's cool. Guys like Jack Tog were like, he needs to explain yeah. stuff because Jack Togg is awful. Um, but it, it speaks a lot to Kerry Price's influence. About how he unknowingly has helped a lot of people yeah. by uh, admitting that he needed help. He really and and sort of citing what's what's up with him. It's 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 cool.
0: Yeah, and I and I think one thing is he is the star player in an extremely huge market. Like he is the star play, and when I mean star, I mean. Star And I think Adam, we've had this discussion and you could confirm it for the last, what, 10, 11 years, it has been Carey price. He has been the constant of this team. Yeah. Right. And i imagine it takes a toll when, and, and I'm, when I say this, I'm not trying to call out Montreal's fan base because it's not just Montreal. It's, it's every single fan base, but In a bigger market, there's more people. It's just the reality. So at the end of the day, like these guys are human. (laughs) Like the, the constant going after them takes a toll. It takes a toll on anybody. Like it would take a toll. I'm sure it takes a toll on the guys who are on TV, the guys who are on radio, the guys who play in the bottom six. It takes a toll it doesn't matter, right? They're just human at the end of the day. Mm
1: -hmm. I think,
2: yeah, it speaks volumes for uh, arguably one of the biggest stars of the league to come out and be vulnerable like this with the general public stating what, like what, 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 he has been going through, what he needs and what needs to happen right now. And again, we've said it so many times, but yeah, we wish him the very best, him and his family. And you know, at for when these things kind of happen, it's it's what we've said before is hockey is secondary right now. Mm-hmm. As much as we joke about the Habs and, you know, what's been going on with the results, that's all secondary. That's all just whatever right now.
1: Mm-hmm. The Canadians haven't been perfect, uh, far from it, for a lot of stuff this year. Logan Mayu being a very big one. Um, and the team, we have been very critical of them. But one thing they have been doing right, and it's no surprise that it's two important hockey players, is um, they have been very good when it comes to Jonathan Druin. Um, not not to mention, I mean, that guy, I always thought to myself during the playoffs, like, does Jonathan Druin kind of hate himself right now that he is seeing his team go to the cup finals against the team, his former team, the one he requested a trade from? Um, the defending cup champs, and does he feel bad that he's not around that team? And, you know, they brought him back. They didn't trade him or anything. They had faith in John the drill. And obviously, you know, Carey Price is, he's Montreal. He has been for such a long, it's really, when it comes to the grand scheme of the entire league, Carey Price is one of the superstars. Like he, he is. It's just a fact. Um, It's just, um, it's just, you're happy to see him get help. And you hope whenever he does come back, um, that he's hundred percent and, uh, listen, he's not going to rush back. They've already said, um, there may be a stint, stint in Laval. If it's in like Belleville or something, uh, imagine if it's against the Marlies, we're going to go to that, I mean, right? If it's, yeah, like we're going to go to that. Colorado, wasn't his first stint?
0: is out. this first in he played, does he, did he not play the Marlies?
1: He did. Yes. Right. yeah, He did. Last Remember day. he wasn't, he let in some goals and people were like, oh no wouldn't have here. been cool.
0: i i don't think it was but was it the one no never mind i thought maybe it was the one that freddie because freddie also had a stint in the ahl but what are the yeah, G- was, two, was, two no, nhl no, against playing against each other
1: in the Imagine AHL? freddie anderson carrie price and brendan Gallagher. Gallagher okay, Brendan the was there too yeah that's hilarious okay oh, <laughs> that's, that's um, i think we covered everything uh but yeah freaking get well soon gary um you know, and take your time. You know, I'll be pretty hype. Um, yep. I think that's everything. I believe so. Um, good. to check. Alex Daniel, do you have any recommendations for any food places in the city of Toronto that people can go to? I don't know why I'm asking that, but um,
0: Daniel does. Daniel does. It
2: depends what you want, right?
0: <laughs> the one that the one that um you were telling us before.
2: Oh uh country style, not the coffee place. The um I'm sorry I keep saying Austro-Hungarian, but it is a Hungarian restaurant. Uh excellent food. Uh what else? Slab burger. That's near Bay Station. That is my f- it's an independent place. It's my favorite burger place in the entire city. Um right near Ryerson is Kabul Express, mm-hmm. uh, Middle Eastern food at church and what's that street? Church and Dundas. Yes. love the food there
0: and uh not in toronto just north of it gotta shout out golden star
2: oh golden star we're still burgers, um burgers, you know burgers. everything's back to normal we wish them the best but
0: oh man no no we need the, to push they are, they are no they are thriving every time i drive by i know it's it so busy so lammed every time i drive by no word of a lie it's insane
2: we need them to be Good sponsors food.
1: That's the place you wanted. You've been wanting us to go to. Yeah, right? like, oh, yeah, it's so good. It's
2: right near Alex's house. Amazing burgers. Um, yeah, it's just something that's slowly becoming a reality again with uh, yeah. a lot of restrictions easing up.
1: Do you guys want to know a funny stat? Sure. Um, so Ben Chirac has joined Roman Yelsi and Aaron Eckblad as the top goal scoring defense defenseman in the league. Nice.
2: Congrats. I, 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 I predicted this. I knew it was gonna happen.
1: And that's why they should trade him. Because his value will right never be higher. He was a free agent this year too. Oh definitely was, do it. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Don't wait. You're just gonna get like a second at most if you they wait.
1: If they get a second for yeah, Ben Sherrod, yeah. that's wow. amazing. Wow. You tell him I'm yeah. that in the heartbeat. Yeah, man. you come to be on the draft <laughs> floor. <laughs> and that's that's the last pick in the second round. I'm saying, sure.
0: Yeah, you said you said second. I'm like, oh my god.
2: Because like, I don't know, there's still top prospect wingers out there. You know,
1: we'll yeah, see. I'll take I'll take Brad Marchand for bencherot <laughs> second rounder. I, Braden points a third. I'll take that. No, no yeah, you know what? No. like thirteenth rounder or whatever. Andre Markov was like a ninth rounder. We don't even have nine rounds anymore in the draft. Okay, I believe that's everything. Yeah. Um, yeah um oh i am so upset that we have not i just saw this thing of tortorello believes mcdavid has to change his game to win the stanley cup you're not just going to fill the net during the playoffs you know what i wonder if i listen to this if he makes sense but no one will um i love tortorello i really hope he gets hired please speak french anyway that's it you should check out the tiktok because why wouldn't you check out the tiktok um. Beside that, you could check out the Facebook, you Facebook something. Download the show on Podcast Apple, Apple Podcast, because why wouldn't mm-hmm. you? Um. Daniel has sent a thing in the tweet in the, the tweet, so we're gonna look at that. she's being sneaky. Oh, Daniel, how could you? How could sorry, you? Sorry, it was Haley sending a meme about manjapani scoring against the Habs. How could you?
2: Sorry, it was Haley.
1: red, and it's a cat. Why is there? A...
2: Shout out Haley Sullivan.
1: Salvian,
2: Salvian. my apologies she you is want, doing amazing you work. yeah you,
1: you can do the outro
2: well you already got what facebook twitter did you get instagram i didn't say twitter but oh guys check out twitter instagram tiktok we're all there amazing content we're fun guys <laughs> um thanks again to our wonderful wonderful platform voice dead our sponsors and can i say them alex so Podgo, go just one just pod go? Yeah. Okay. Wait, no, we can't say Hello fresh anymore? No. No? All right.
1: I want to ask what happened about that. But
0: I just will. Go. I try to explain. Okay. That, just
2: pod go, but we will talk to you guys, what, Sunday?
1: Will we?
0: With more yeah.
2: cards. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. I want and to hopefully,
2: part. you know, some, like, you know, I know that these are important topics we need to speak about, but, you know, I just wish everything Is a bit more positive with the NHL going forward.
1: Yeah, I wish the league didn't suck.
2: Yeah. Uh, Agreed.
1: Okay. All
2: right. Thanks, guys.